This episode of Knights of Degradation may not be suitable for children or impressionable adults. Listener discretion is advised. So something that I always find fascinating is is how D and D sort of portrayed in pop culture, and I, I say fascinating, but sometimes it's infuriating uh, to see how you know how people who don't play Dungeons and Dragons sort of view people who do, and it's definitely changed, you know, since the '90s when I started playing to now. It's definitely more accepted, but I was just curious, like, how do you guys feel about the way you know D and D or maybe anything around this culture, you know, tabletop RPGs and stuff are are treated in the media when it comes to like television, movies, books, anything. What do you guys think? As far as <laughs> at least the way things used to be, um, as far as tropes dealing with the people who played, um, first thing that comes to mind immediately is it's nothing but a bunch of atheists or Satanists or something playing a, a game where they're worshiping the devil in some sort of way. Um, and that was as far as I can remember, as far back as I can remember my dad talking about something like that when I was a kid, how Dungeons and Dragons, he'd heard somebody say it and he thought it was weird too. Um, cause I think he played a little bit when he was in high school or something. I don't remember. Um, but he talked about how people always thought that it was just a bunch of, you know, people, um, worshiping the devil or something playing this, sinful game that was that was like a real thing people believed for the yeah. longest times when i was in fourth grade i was like just still kind of on the upswing with D and i tried to play it in school if i could some of my teachers got a hold of my books my third edition books and called my mom in and they wouldn't let me around other kids and stuff and it totally like had this huge negative effect on my upbringing because for years and years after that i was the like satanist kid who you know tried to get other kids to worship satan and stuff and it absolutely sucked and it was all because a couple of dumb people didn't really know what we were doing and didn't really know what D&D even was and I, and I hate that absolutely and I it's it's weird to look at it now because it's so widely accepted yeah as much but I still think there's this weird like negativity or stigma yeah weird stigma about it I think critical role has changed the public opinion of D&D quite a bit I, I remember playing D&D before critical role was very big they may not have even started yet when i started i i i was i started playing D in the time where it wasn't as cool as it was and that sounds like superficial and dumb to say but it it's it, true but ever since critical role has come around and whatnot that's really like really well respected voice actors have gotten together and played D and whatnot and it's it's really kind of made people go oh okay well cool people can play it too and uh not really but that's that's kind of the um the the jumping off point for most people people who i've who have seen lately and you know the last few years who have said anything about D, it's because they've heard of critical role or adventure zone or not another D D podcast or something like that and um i think that they 
they do it really well. They're really good. I'm not the biggest personal fan of Critical Role, but I, I definitely respect what they're doing and the kind of work that they do. And I think that they, um, I think that they have done a lot of good for the, the hobby. Absolutely. I think Matt Mercer is probably like, I don't want to say single-handedly, but he's been like the most invaluable asset that that I think Dungeon Dragons has had in sort of just its growth period, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think if not for Matt Mercer and all the stuff that he's done, again, I'm not the biggest fan of Critical Role, but I, like you said, I totally respect and love what those guys do. If not for that, who knows where D&D would even be right now or or how good how good would Wizards be doing right now if not for... Someone like that. The most respectful depiction of D&D that I've seen in recent memory was in Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, you know, all the boys playing, you know, they're playing D&D in one of their houses, and it was a whole weekend endeavor where they'd get together and they'd just play D&D. And that's, I think, in essence, the way that D&D is and always has been. I mean, D&D has always attracted a certain type of, of people, and that's, you know, be it high, people who are into really high fantasy or sci-fi or whatever, because, you know, there's all kinds of systems for all different kinds of people, especially nowadays. And um, I really think that, like, Stranger Things by itself... Um, gave more of a visual representation of what D&D was like because it, the first season, it, it plays a very big role in the first season. And um, even people who, to this day, don't really care about D&D saw it in a positive light for probably the first time. You right. know? And um, it's referenced in pop culture, cartoons and stuff like that all the time, but... That was probably one of the first times that major audiences had actually seen yeah. and could respect D and D for what it was. I think, uh, like right around that same time period, actually, it may have been a couple of years earlier. I don't know the exact time when it came out, but Community they did an episode on, or a couple episodes actually, but they did an episode on it, and it got a lot of hate because it had blackface in it, where one of the players decided to dress up as uh, a character that they were playing, and I think it was a drow, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was drow face. Drow face, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but the tropes that they used with that episode of the types of people that play D&D, I don't really think had a very positive ad- uh, effect on the community of D&D. It kind of actually had the opposite. Um, but to go back to Critical Role, they're, they're, I came across them after I started playing D&D, but they were the reason that I decided, hey, I like D&D, I like to act. Why don't I go to voice acting? Maybe one day I could end up like Matt Mercer or uh, any of those guys just playing D&D for a group of people that love to watch play watch D&D being played by professional actors. I know we've seen not just with Critical Role with voice actors, but I'm a, like I'm a big Futurama fan, and they did one of their whole movies basically sort of D&D inspired, which is really cool. And then that, those same creators went on to do Disenchantment, which is undoubtedly yeah. Dungeons & Dragons inspired. And again, they kind of do it in a way that the D&D community seems to appreciate, whereas you have what you were saying about community, where it kind of just rubbed people the wrong way. And I never watched community, and I remember hearing about that episode and stuff, and I just wasn't a fan of the show, so I didn't really feel the need to dive into it. But I will say Stranger Things, a perfect example is that's really the first my wife's ever seen someone play Dungeons & Dragons. And I've talked about it a little bit before, but I was like, honey, this is it. This is this is what I did when I was a kid. This is how it was. This was great. And perfect example for that, too, 
all this other stuff happens in their lives and they still find a way to relate it back to D and D and you know, it's really more about their bonding as friends and stuff. So I think that's one of the best representations that you have. I'm a big fan of, it's a little bit older, but freaks and geeks. And they, I think their final episode is, is one of the, the freaks, like one of the people on the fringe who, you know, you, I don't really know what you would classify them in a high school setting, but not really the jock, not really the nerd, but more like the stoner sort of loser type person. He ends up, being kind of lost and finding his way and he joins all the geeks playing D and he becomes a dwarf and has a good time and that really kind of stuck to me as something just really great to see really good representation on what D is really about but then on the flip side you have like big bang theory like <laughs> like when they, when yeah. they i that that is the most cringy in my opinion the most cringy representation of of D and not just not just D and D, but the way they represent that sort of culture period is really offensive to me. To be honest, now I'm probably going to get a lot of like flack for this personally, but um, I don't like when celebrities play D and D and um treat it, you know, like you know they they treat it like a job, you know. Um, I believe that you know celebrities like Vin Diesel and whatnot who have very openly supported D&D since the beginning. Um, like, he literally has his character's name tattooed on his body. Like, He's done movies. The Last Witch Hunter was based off of one of his old characters. Yeah. Um, I really think that you can tell when a celebrity-type person um, really cares for the game. Or, you know, but you can also tell when they're just kind of doing it because it's popular now. And I I don't agree with that. I th- I think that does more harm than it does good because like we get it. Celebrities are people too. Celebrities can do all you know the things that are popular too. Like, but you would not see a celebrity doing a D and D inspired thing. You know, all all that time ago when it wasn't as cool. I think even ten years ago, maybe even five years yeah, ago. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that, but I didn't know how accurate that was. But like. There's not many, like, famous people who actually really care about the genre enough to, like, for it to be influential, I think, and in, in a genuine sort of way. I think it honestly kind of hurts the genre um, and the hobby at large, but I, I really do. You can tell when a piece of media really cares about D&D and the source material. You can You can really just understand and tell because you've got stuff like Stranger Things who absolutely 100% accurate and then on the other hand like you said you've got the Big Bang Theory and the Big Bang Theory is just like absolutely abhorrent to nerd culture it 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 like just takes everything that people have loved for 40 50 years and 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 turns it into like like bad jokes and that's the extent of it. It makes it seem like it's something that needs to that you need to be ashamed of, which I really I just really dislike the notion that and this is gonna sound super nerdy, but I, I absolutely hate the notion that someone playing D and D would much rather be hanging out with like friends or hanging out with popular people or, or you know, dating somebody or something like that. Like it really drives me insane. And not really about the D and D aspect, but I think that's on Big Bang Theory. They just shit all over nerd culture, like you said. And I know I'm uh, friends with an engineer who's been an engineer for a long time, and he absolutely hates that show because he said that, like, he knows those kind of people, and there's nothing funny about it. There's, it's just totally, what's the word? Um, 
it's a caricature, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the right word yeah. of of what it really is, and I and I hate it. Like I really do. Now, nothing against that show. The people do it are cool. You know, they're talented actors. They're funny and stuff. But I just hate that representation for mm-hmm. it. And it it I've I've seen it. And I it's leaked in. You know, I had buddies who talk about D and D now. You know, being a little bit older, and they always reference that and stuff instead of the good. Big Bang Theory is for people who want to be in nerd culture, but they don't want to be under the the label. Like maybe, like they don't want to be associated as part of it, but exactly. still want to be in it. Maybe. So, like people who watch Big Bang Theory will see one of the characters go, "Oh, like a Star Wars reference," and they'll go. I've seen Star Wars, but then they won't like outwardly like associate with other Star Wars fans because that's you know nerdy. It'll it'll take their social status down and stuff like that. And that's that's really unfortunate because like who 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 cares about like that sort of thing? If you're if you're having fun with with D and D and whatnot, you know, damn everybody else. You know that that's kind of how 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 I see it. It's it's sort of tough though. Not that sorry to cut you off, Dale, but it's uh it's tough because I think there's been chances where we've had the opportunity to sort of like represent ourselves and we absolutely fail. Uh, case in point, the Dungeons and Dragons movie that came out like that was a really good opportunity to show people that you know D and D's not cheesy. It's not silly. It or it doesn't ha- it can't be, but it doesn't have to be cheesy or silly or stupid. And they just absolutely went full cheesy, silly, and stupid with that movie. I guess as sort of a uh, a paradox, D and D in media is at its best when it's not being directly referenced. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good way to say. Have you, it. Have you guys seen the movie Onward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I've never. So it's it, it's a Pixar movie. Uh, so it, it, it's maybe more directed at kids, but I love Disney Pixar movies. I try to watch them anytime I can, just because yeah. a lot of times they have good messages or something for kids and. I planned on having kids at some point in my life, so I want to be up on these things, you know? <laughs> yeah. I want to see what's good for my kids You could have just watch. said you liked them. That, that would have been fun. I like them. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, but Onward is really nice because it has the older brother character who's this major quote-unquote nerd character. Uh, but he also there's also this bonding that this older brother and the younger brother go through as they go on their like first adventure uh, taking place in this fantasy world that's trying to, you know, meld into less fantasy. And so it kind of has a lot of parallels to today. You know, people are uh, trying to stay you know, for hundreds of years. We've been straying away from magic or the idea of magic. And now we've been turning to science. And it's kind of the same thing in that movie. To add to that, um, the older brother character, his name's Barley in that movie, um, is seen as like a like a, a loser. He's seen as like a person who you're not supposed to look up to. And um, the kind of, you know, you know what, what, what the normal person would see a person who plays D&D as, like an undesirable person who's, you know, a societal, like, burden you know who who mm-hmm. doesn't have a job you know lives out of a van you know lives in their mother's basement that sort of stuff and by the end of the movie which you know i won't i'll try not to not to spoil as much as i can he's really seen as like um like a, a really good figure to his brother you know after after their after their adventure and whatnot together he, he really comes into his own and whatnot and is 
it's not necessarily like so much of a story as like D&D is heavily inspired. It's it's heavily inspired by D&D, but it's it's a family. It it's a story of like family and like a story of how like just because you like D&D and stuff like that and and you like that sort of stuff does not make it um does not make you of like less of a of a of a good person or less of a desirable person yeah and it's weird so i can think of a a really specific example and i I don't want to get too like personal or emotional on here but there there is a lot of like self-hating i think as you're growing up and like as you go from like being a teenager to like a a full-fledged adult i guess um so my my brother was really the one who got me into D D, and that's where we really became like brothers. I know that's kind of weird to say, but we were never close at all. I was just like something that he made sure didn't die, like when my mom wasn't around. But we started playing D&D and we started hanging out and we became you know, best friends. Honestly, my brother was my best friend growing up. My dad wasn't around all the, like wasn't around that much. So he was sort of my father figure. And it was great. And D&D is really what did that. And we played for years and years and years. And then He's, you know, as you do, you grow up and you leave and stuff. And he, you know, he was like seven years older than me. So he left, you know, quite a long time before I did. And, you know, years and years later, like he gets a wife and he's married and stuff like that. And I just remember one day we're at my house and, uh, I guess it was at my mom's house. I was still living with my mom at the time and him and his wife have come to visit and I'm talking about D and D stuff. And his wife's like, ugh like just groans and I was like what do you mean and she's like well I just anytime I think of someone playing D&D all I can think about is like the greasy nerd like pathetic loser and that's I think if you play D&D you're somebody like that and I looked at my brother and I was like well you played D&D for like 10 years that's how we like we played D&D together and she looks at him she's like you played Dungeon and Dragons are you serious and it's something that he like intentionally hid from her which is super weird and I just I just didn't understand it because like you didn't really need to do that and I don't know. So, and again, like he was, he got like super embarrassed. And it's like a, you know, 30 plus year old man getting embarrassed about playing a game. I just never really understood that. And that's kind of when I saw that sort of, maybe self-hate is too intense to say, but just sort of shame that, that you get from the outside. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not all from the outside. Maybe some's from the inside. Mm-hmm. To put it plainly, a and d is in much, a much better spot than it's ever been in. Yeah. It's much more socially acceptable to play D&D now. I mean, it's still got its fringe elements where people just kind of don't understand how it's played but or, you know, don't understand, like, why somebody would want to play it. But there's a lot of benefits that come from playing D&D. Like, there's, I mean, even if you don't want to be, like, a voice actor like Dale or, or anything like that, there's... It helps you become more outgoing. It yeah. it gets you to speak up more. We were talking about this a while ago, but like it really kind of helps you come into your own. You know, you 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 become your own person while playing it. You know, mm-hmm. do, doing stuff that you never would have the opportunity to do um, otherwise. You know, and um, it's just a way to kind of get away from the mundane everyday life and whatnot and it's beneficial there's almost no downsides to D&D other than it's a money sink <laughs> and that's that's about it yeah so um you know it it hobbies are only there to help a person like 
get hone a craft or to get better um, as as a person. And I think D and D does both. Well, exactly. So I I think I mentioned this before, but I had like like speech anxiety when I was younger to the point where I could not talk to anybody and they made me learn sign language because they really thought it was something I was going to be stuck with forever. And it it showed like zero signs of improving until I started to play Dungeons and Dragons. And I went from having this sort of like literally debilitating anxiety about just speaking or looking or having a conversation to now like I literally have a career talking to people and I'm not talking about like the, you know, the podcast that we're doing, but I, you know, I run a theater company and I'm in sales Two things where you're constantly talking to people and up in front of people. And I, I try and tell, especially younger kids, that story all the time, because it's, it's really important. And, you know, it's not because of skills I learned in school. It's not because of things I learned from anybody or anywhere else. It's from playing Dungeon and Dragons. Like that's it. That's the number one reason why I'm able to talk to somebody, why I can look at somebody in the eyes. Now I really don't know what kind of person I'd be without it. I guess that's kind of weird to say, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, there's all kinds of different ways that it's affected me. I don't know if we want to get into that yet, but yeah. um, anything from similar to you, it's helped me grow a bond with my siblings. Um, my brother and I, we, we grew closer outside of D&D, but once we grew closer, he was more willing to play D&D and we actually got to play his first session uh my wife DM'd it and it was really really cool to be able to play this game with my brother who I think for a while thought it was really kind of weird or just didn't understand it at least um and then my, my sister um she's half my age at least uh maybe not quite but she always looked up to me when we were growing up and I was always about like playing D and D and just kind of the relationship and the bond that it, it grew with my siblings and I, um, then of course the, the confidence that came with that, um, being able to talk to not just people, but in front of a microphone, um, that kind of came with some theater training, but also through D and D and being able to be comfortable as somebody else and learning that you can be comfortable as yourself too. Yeah, like I don't even have anything to add to that. That's absolutely perfect. And again, it's why I it's why I get upset when I see such poor representations of it because I I'm a, almost any I know this is kind of weird, but almost anything I see, I think of of how is that going to affect children? But to me children are the most important thing and we need to be doing everything we can to take care of them and and that's that's what I see. So when I see like the Big Bang Theory or other poor like poor representations of Dungeons and Dragons, and and it's not and it's not just from outside the community. I think we've talked before. There's and I won't name specifics, but there's like really famous like YouTubers or content creators that'll that are all about Dungeons and Dragons, but they start their video by being the most over the top like nerdy kind of cringy gross thing you could possibly be. And I'm like, man, you're you're a part of what you're making fun of right now. And I just think like that's not that's not what I want to teach, and that's not what D and D can be used for. And again, we just talked about all the social and um, like personal growth that you can do through that. And I think that's what needs to be seen. And I, like Stranger Things, perfect example of that, not to keep harping on it. And then Freaks and Geeks, you know, showing people like coming together and bonding over it. And I've spoken to, and, and I think hopefully we'll have them on here, but I have a buddy, and you guys know him, who's in the Marine Corps. 
and he told me about how him and his some of his buddies in the Marine Corps played Dungeons and Dragons, and it really helped them bond like during these rough times while they were in the military. And that's the kind of stuff I want to see more out there, honestly, and less of this just sort of crappy, nerdy stigma. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like I said, in the best spot that it's been in a very long time, and it's only on the upswing, so. They have a new Dungeon Dragons movie coming out that Joe, we talked about Joe Manganiel earlier, he's, I I just said his last name really quick because I don't know how to say it, um, Joe uh, Worcestershire, um, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he like has a big part in helping this new D&D movie get made, and he is, he's a celebrity, but he definitely see, he's definitely somebody who, Obviously, he's been playing D&D for a while and is, like, super into it and really cares about it. And I'm really excited to see kind of what this new generation of acceptance is going to lead to as far as a D&D movie. Because, man, I love Jeremy Irons, but the, that first one was was not good at all. I guess the kind of point that I was going to make was um, about how some some celebrities just don't care about D&D. There's a there used to be a show. I'm not sure if it's still running. It's called Harmon Quest. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's Dan Harmon. Yeah. Um he um he has a guy DM a game for him and he and like a celebrity guest will play D&D. And you can tell that the DM who's kind of segueing and Dan Harmon himself love D&D. You can tell that that they absolutely adore it. But every single time they have a new celebrity or something on there, they they both have pre-generated sheets, so they're given a sheet from the get-go based on, like, character traits that they ask for, and then they just kind of go. And it's like, one, it's boring because they don't know what they're doing, um, and two, they're, they don't take the game at all seriously. They're just there because it's a part of a trend and that's it. And Harmon Quest really suffers for it because I think Dan Harmon's really funny, but um, you know, um, but it it just kind of is harmed by just these these guests that come on and they just don't care. So you can really kind of see it in their play style too. And not to get super snobby with this, but I really, I mean. Like you said, you can just tell by the way that they play and the way that they describe their character versus how they role play and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's again, it's super obvious. So just don't like. I would rather see a celebrity say, "Ooh, you know, I've always heard about D and D, and I'm really excited to get into it and try it, and and then sort of go from there as a new player instead of somebody who I'm just supposed to." And it's like they're f- trying to force me to look up to somebody. Hey, they're look up to them because they're a celebrity doing the thing you like. Mm-hmm. So I I definitely agree. Yeah, hey, they're a celebrity doing the thing that you've been doing almost every week for the last ten years, you know. So, and then, and they're more famous, so they're making money off of it, which yeah. you, you know. So, but I think that's about enough of harping on that that I have in me. So, yeah, I think we'll probably call it there because again, it's sort of a, I guess it's not as difficult of a topic because it's sort of just obvious, at least to me, it is. So. I think probably most people listening will just be like, yeah, you're, you're just saying shit that everybody already knows. Yeah. 